Hello and welcome to Falmouth Vineyard's audio podcast. We're really grateful that you're joining us today. Our vision is to see Cornwall coming alive through the hope and freedom that Jesus brings. To find out more about who we are or how to connect with us, visit falmouthvineyard.org. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Good morning, everyone. We've got a lot to pack in in 35 minutes. I'm going to try and speak as quick as I can. No, that's not the answer. Um, So we're five. This is incredible, isn't it? Um, In February 2018, on a cold winter's evening, just before the beast from the east struck and brought snow when we had told our kids it never snowed in Cornwall, we met a small select group in Nikki and Dave's lounge because our house hadn't gone through yet to eat and to pray together. And that was the beginning of Falmouth Vineyard. But the seed, the idea had been planted a long time before. As many of you will know, and if you haven't heard the story, another plug, come to the newcomers' welcome meal on the 18th of March. Over a number of years, God had spoken to me and Ruth about moving from Nottingham, then to Cardiff, and then eventually back down to Cornwall, God's promised land, to plant this vineyard. I will have no debate about that. Um, So in late 2017, between Christmas and New Year, crazy time, we packed all of our house, moved our belongings, filled the two cars with as much as we could to travel down to Falmouth and move in with Ruth's mum and dad down in Swampool. Over the next few months, we were able to buy a house and eventually we even got the kids into schools in Falmouth. Ruth got work at a local GB practice. But there is something crazy about church planting. When you start out, with eight to ten people in a lounge, and people come along and say, what's this? This is obviously not a church. It's like, well, well, but yeah, okay, you cannot see what is going to happen. You cannot see what is about to happen. I've been to a church, they say, and I know this is not a church. This is basically a small group. Like, yeah, 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 that's where it starts. Planting a church is about having a vision of what is possible having a vision of what the future church will look like, even though you can't see it at that time. But that only happens if God breaks in and God provides. So why would we do that? Firstly, because we believe strongly that God has called us to. This wasn't a job opening or an interview we had to go through because someone had wanted a new pastor or a new church in Falmouth. This was because God had specifically called us and spoke to us about it. We wouldn't be here unless that was the case. There was no incentives, no house, no salary, no promise of promotion. Just a sense that this is what God was calling us to for such a time as this. Secondly, it's because we love Jesus and we love his church. Church with a big C. With all its diversity, with all its craziness. But we also love this way of doing church. I came alive in my faith in, in, in Trent Vineyard up in Nottingham experiencing healing, experiencing God's touch of healing on my life, the worship, the teaching, the ministry, and a love for community. I love doing this. I love the low-key nature, the kind of come-as-you-are, worn-out, tearful, anxious, don't put on a front, just come. The fact that no one really takes themselves too seriously, that everyone gets to play, that we're passionate about serving the community and those in need, and we're passionate about kids and youth, that they would meet Jesus in just as powerful a way, as, and probably more so than we do over here. I love seeing ministry happen all around the room, and I love hearing about it in small groups too. So I thought we could have a quick skim through 
in 30 minutes of five years. This is edited highlights, and there are some stuff I've left out which I'm like, this is big. So there's not even any photos of the carol services or the Easter egg hunt, so maybe they'll sneak into next week's. Um, if you've done something in the life of the church over five years, this, sorry if I've not put a photo up, okay? Um, the reason, let's don't be offended, please. It's our fifth birthday, be nice. Um, the reason for doing this is because it's really healthy and good to reflect on what has happened. To connect not just with the story of our church, but the story of the wider church. Because in looking back in gratitude, it fuels the gift of faith for the future. Looking back, seeing what God has done, seeing his hand on the community stirs up faith. It's also good to celebrate the kingdom of God breaking out within the community. You've got some cracking stories later as well. So we need hope, don't we, in this time that God is faithful. God is good. God has got his hand on us. He loves us. And I've been mulling this verse um, during this week. After hearing Pete Gregg um, use it when talking about the outpouring at Asbury University, it's the exaltation from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Sorry, Seth, I haven't actually given you the verse, I don't think. It may wonderfully turn up. It just says this, Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need a filling of hope by the power of the Holy Spirit as we trust in him, as we trust in Jesus. So that it's not just for us to enjoy. We don't just stay there and create meetings around it so that we overflow with this hope in the community, in our families, into the workplace. Jesus is contagious. In all of this, we're not celebrating our greatness. Oh, pat ourselves on the back. Haven't we done a great job? Instead, we're celebrating God's goodness. The Apostle Paul says this, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's how it feels. Despite of our weakness, God, and probably because of our weakness, God has come through. So as I said, we started 2018, February, Nikki and Dave's house, and then in the May, we moved to Thursday night meetings. Did anyone come to the United Reformed Church, which is, looks like it's now a squat, um, on Kimberley Park Road? Um, that was an interesting time. We had to do a lot of cleaning and hoovering and lots of shake and back. I remember it smelled interesting. I can remember some of you walked in and were like, we're meeting here. And I was like, yeah, we're meeting here. We've got a venue. And they were like, it stinks. And it did. It was so damp and moldy. Anyway, at the same time, even back then, we had a large number of kids. So we started a monthly Sunday morning party um, with Gunge. And we had Christmas parties as well. You may see some photos of this. Um, Wonderful. Oh, do you remember this Christmas party? This was back, right back in 2018. We did a kids' Christmas party. There's some very small-looking kids. Um, anyway, so we did Christmas party. We did Sunday more, um, one monthly gatherings for kids, and then uh, we did a um, Christmas party as well. We did Alpha in the first. I think it must have been maybe just after Christmas. Um, around our house, and we were blown away by the group that God had called and put together. So I thought, I could talk about it, or I could get someone else to talk about it. So would you put your hands together and welcome Sham Agashi up? Thank you, Sham. Sound guys, can I steal another mic? Thanks. 
This is going to be Sophie's voice. Oh, yeah, good. I love it when I have reverb. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> you should put the singing stuff on your I've voice. I've got no reverb. No, no, no. no. You might need to come closer. No, it's only... I've got a mind deep. No. Um, come closer. Then we might be in the video. Uh, so, was Alpha... Thank you for doing this, job. Oh, pleasure. Was Alpha the first thing you did in coming to the church, or had you been to any services at that time as well? I think I'd been along to some cafe church, mainly for crowd control. So <laughs> It's not changed, is it? <laughs> Our kids were... So Maddie was three. Wow. I was looking at photos this morning. Maddie was three, and Wilbo was just under a year old. Goodness. When you guys first came. I did find some very cute photos of him doing cafe... And squidlets. squidlets. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't done... I hadn't, prior to that, um, I'd grown up in quite a... Well, an atheist uh, family... And my experience at church was going to a Church of England school and scouts, neither of which particularly connected. And it was Alpha, really, that started me on that journey. So how did you end up coming to Alpha? Can you remember how that happened? I'd like to say that it was because of a deep <laughs> hunger for a spiritual Good. That, let's leave it at that. But that, I think the photo says it all. It was a food. <laughs> <laughs> you see me there. I think you actually cooked that night as well. I think Did that's I? a shav curry. Come uh, along to Alpha and cook for us as well. That's, <laughs> that's just genius no, leadership. The puddings, the puddings were epic. The puddings were <laughs> Hilton's puddings. Oh, yeah. man. Anyway. And Liz's. Oh, so, how did you find the Alpha course apart from the food? The Alpha course was just so, so refreshing. Um, it was just a really eye-opening opportunity to not only the videos, which were just mind-blowing, but just that chance to sit and be present and completely challenge the way that I thought about stuff, like more broadly, because at that phase of time, anyone who's had kids, three years and six months, two children, like all we talked about was who was getting more sleep and <laughs> who had to change the next nappy and really deep stuff like that. So, it's, I, you know, I, I, and just get on with the next task, next task, next task. And Kate my wife, who's much wiser than I am, felt the need that we needed more connection, we needed to see beyond our little bubble. And Alpha was just, just came at the perfect time for that for us in our lives. So, and it was helpful in terms of exploring faith and yeah. Christianity questions answered? Ish, yeah, but that doesn't matter. I think what, what, what really helped me to realize is that it didn't have to be binary, mm. and I didn't have to say, yes or no necessarily that it was a i think the, the 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 key thing for me was that it was a relationship that you had to work on yeah. and in working on that relationship with god it's just it's enriched my life so much since then so how would you describe your faith now coming from that atheist background lots yeah. of questions where are you at where's your head at my <laughs> Do you really want to? <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I think since then, we've all been through COVID and I work as a doctor and work and life have been so hard in so many different ways. And what's been different in the last five years since doing Alpha and starting on this journey is feeling like I've always got someone's always got my back mm. and that that is amazing and not only not only church and this community which has just been fantastic and so grounding you know at the time 
Kate and I were thinking about moving away from Cornwall because we just didn't feel we had that community. But God, mm. like just being able to pray and feel his presence and feel like he's got my back. And that is in the midst of working the NHS at the moment and in the midst of having young children and that feeling of where are they going in this world. That's just so powerful. It's amazing. 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 Um, so I've got a cheeky question in there, which is when are you going to get baptised? But the next <laughs> question... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't let you know that one. <laughs> so the next question will be... You can just mull that one. And then the next question is, tell us about the event you did recently at the Sail Loft. Uh, okay, so... Um, I, one of my roles is I work for the local medical school, and uh, there What's is... What's your fancy title? No, you don't want to know that. I do, I do. <laughs> These guys do. They um, don't realise how big a cheese you are. I'm really not that big a cheese. You're it's a massive cheese. I'm firmly mid mid <laughs> middle management. Le Grandiste Fromage. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, that was my best French. That's, that's really good. Um, so I am the deputy sub-dean for the medical school. Sounds very impressive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Basically, so th there is an organization that I know Joff and that is just groups of doctors getting together regularly to pray and worship and really talk about how our faith relates to our work and vice versa. And there's a group, subgroup of them, of students who get together. Um, and the students contacted me to ask if we could do a joint meetup. And what they really like to know is, they, I mean, naturally, they like to look at medics with a faith and how, how we're doing it, because they're, they're obviously not only learning the trade, but learning how to balance their mm. faith with, yeah. with the course. And um, it was a really lovely evening. Ruth came along, Al very kindly gave up, they both gave up their time. And it was just such a lovely evening, wasn't it? And the sail loft was perfect for it. So there was about 16 students and there is no way our house, our family could have coped with that. But the space in the cell was just brilliant for that. I love this. When I heard Sharon was running this event, I was like, oh my goodness, what a journey from five years ago, Alpha, to like, you're running what now? Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. It's so exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, did, did you feel that was like weird? Was it weird standing at the front with the... It was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I fully consider myself as... Uh, junior in my faith and I was completely open about that like I am very much at the beginning of my journey um, we're doing the parenting for faith course and in the very first week we talked about whether your kids are god smart or god connected and I was probably the only person in the room that's neither or was neither <laughs> I'm still not that god smart but what was really nice was actually the students didn't mind you know they they were I think they were really open I think we came from very different perspectives the three of us and they just like to to hear our journey Amazing. Thank you so much, Sam. Big round of applause. Thank you. I've got more microphones than I know what to do with. Thanks, Sam. That's so good. Um, so encouraging, isn't it, hearing that journey of faith? So one of the other things we started in this phase of church was squidlets. They met over at the Lighthouse Centre, and there was lots of messy play. Most of the photos I couldn't show you because it was basically kids painting themselves in various states of undress. So uh, as Ruth said earlier, it is a playgroup to take your kids so they can mess up someone else's space so you don't have to do it in your own house. Um, and after a break for COVID, squidlets is back, still runs every Thursday morning. We'll hear more about that next week, and you'll hear... Anyway, so 
in September 2018, we started meeting, um, I think twice a month, once with Cafe Church and once with a proper service down at the Maritime Museum. We piggybacked on the grace because Harbour Church had met there before. And so when we went, approached the Maritime Museum, they're like, oh yeah, we like churches, you guys are good. I was like, oh, amazing. That's not the all typical um, response. So church was probably about 50 people. We were about to meet more regularly. We'd had our first church camping weekend away, um, which was tropical. If anyone, anyone hands up, who was there? Because that one, oh, not many of you. Mm, interesting. Over on the Roseland, it was like being in the Caribbean. The weather was unbelievable. We had one booked in for 2020, and that got cancelled because of COVID. It didn't feel right with all the lockdown stuff around it. But we are super duper excited to let you know that it is booked for the 10th to the 11th of June at Trelowen, same campsite. There it is. So it doesn't matter. If you haven't got a very cool camper van, you can still come. <laughs> I'm going to come with my rubbish Skoda and with a massive roof box. Because when you camp, even for one night, you still need as much as if you were going for two weeks. So that's my top tip for camping. Um, so if you want to come and camp, let us know. Email us, hello at foundwithvineyard.org. We've got some spaces and pitches booked but you can also just rock up for the day for the um i think it's the 11th um so just come over for the saturday we'll do a beach fun day um it's over on the roads and it's not too far to go but because you go on the king harry ferry it feels like you're going to another world it's like a holiday abroad anyway so that was a cheeky plug for the camping weekend 10th to the 11th of june put it in your diary email us if you want to pitch so the church continued to grow and then march 2020 you know what hit COVID. We were in lockdown, and in some ways, I don't want to dredge up those memories. I was talking to someone earlier. I was like, no, I feel quite a lot of trauma around this. Um, we adapted. We pivoted. We used all those words. Overcame technology to live stream really badly to begin with. We then tried pre-recording. We then streamed from our lounge. We did it on Zoom. We streamed from here. We streamed from there. We streamed Super 6 groups on the, on the beach. Uh, we moved all of our small groups online. Joe, as you may have remembered, and probably one of the reasons you may even have started coming to the church, Joe created the Vineyard Kids Boxes, which were phenomenal. And I'm guessing most of you will know the rest because that was the time when the church kind of exploded. So I'm just going to give you a few more highlights that were really significant in the life of the church through which we've been able to bless the local community. So the first would be Grow Baby. And I'm aware of time, so I'm not going to go into all of the stuff I've got on Grow Baby, but... Um, it has grown significantly. We now have 20 to 25 families that come in every week, which is so significant for kids that have grown up for two years during lockdown without so, as much social con contact as would normally be. It has been profound. 250 families have come through the Grow Baby Room over the last couple of years. This started in lockdown, and as the rules changed, we were able to start the stay and play and do more and more stuff as well. So, Julie, do you want to come and let us know what has been happening this winter? Because I will give you a head start. We applied for a grant from the National Grid, I think it was, £10,000, through which we could bless and benefit some of the families connected with Grow Baby, but also other families within the local area as well. Do you want to... Sorry, okay. 
So we started buying, um, we talked to our Grow Baby family, sent out a sort of questionnaire, Kate, and they told us what they would find useful for this cost of living crisis. And basically they said slow cookers, fleeces, um, socks and flasks were the key things that we felt we could start to buy. So we started to make up these bags. I'm not going to take that out. Is it up there? Oh, good. Yeah, the, the fleeces were actually mostly for the adults, but yeah, I imagine that was the baby picture, wasn't it? <laughs> so they um, they come like this. They look very um, special, but they are great. And people told us that they are really cosy. And one person certainly has said that they live in them all the time. So it's really kept people cosy, um, helped each other. So we basically just have done it through the room over there, the Grow Baby room and this space here, which is the photo you just saw of us standing around. We weren't exactly looking like a shop, but it was all here. Um, a lot of shoving stuff around between rooms. Come And if they had cars, they'd often pick up for each other, which was really great. So we've not had to do a lot of trolling around. I imagined at the beginning we might have to all get it all in our cars and take it round to people, but they've done it themselves largely. We've also connected with the Dracaena Centre, and they took 30 of these bags. I did warn them how big they were and you know the space they'd need, and they were really great. They filled a whole corridor with them. And they've been giving out to what they term their vulnerable families over there. And we've also given some fleeces. We ended up with some extras, partly through some miscounting, but we ended up with some extra fleeces. So we've given them to the food bank, and they've been giving them out to people over there in Penryn across the way from us. So the thinking was, if people need food and need to go and pick up free food, they might appreciate something to keep warm as well. So it's been helping the church uh, connect with other groups around us as well. But the real special thing has been the way the families have helped themselves. And there's been no greed. I had someone outside this church speak to me and say, well, how do you know you're not just being taken for a ride and people are just taking from you? I said, well, first of all, if they need it enough to take it, they're welcome. That's the yeah. point. It's all free. It's all giveaway. Some of the stories we've had have been wonderful. There was a grandfather, wasn't there, who uh, came that we were just giving this away and all the work we were doing just to give it to them for nothing. So how many families in the end did you manage to connect? I don't think the target was like 100 families? I think we said 125 families because we thought from the people we saw on a Tuesday we could reach that many. We did 131 of these bags, and this bag is still here with another couple over there because they haven't been picked up yet. I think they've been picked up Tuesday, we hope. So Amazing. It's a massive round of applause and a massive thank you. Thank you, Julie. Um, a massive thank you to the whole team, because I know lots of you have volunteered to help with the pickup sites, with creating cookery books to go with the slow cookers. Just there's so much stuff that's gone on. It's just been a massive blessing to the local community. Ooh, what should we finish with? So three highlights to finish with. The provision of the sail loft. So on March the 6th, 2022, last March, I stood up here literally in this exact spot and I was wearing shorts. I was wearing a shirt. I watched the video last night. And I talked about an agreement we had in theory, but not in writing, from Daku Restaurant. Um, um, but at the beginning of April last year, you may remember, we got the keys to the sail loft and work began. And I said, and these were my exact words, we are going to be taking on the lease for that building and it will involve removing everything, then making it into a fantastic kids and youth and students and office and prayer and anything else we can think of space. 
a multifunctional mission hub for beautiful things to happen. We asked God for this, and it's been incredible to see the door open and for that unit to become available. And it has been done. Um, and I also said that we would spend more money than came in in 2022. And my goodness, we were right. I was exactly right on that. Um, yeah, so we're going to do finances next week. I won't, won't spoil, spoil, spoiler alert. Um, but it has been so incredible to have the sale off. And thank you so much for everyone that came and cleaned, degreased, sanded, painted, sanded, painted some more. Um, it has just been fantastic. We're obviously running Vineyard Kids over there and Wildfires on a Sunday morning. Wildfires have, have run some youth club events, which we hope to do more of as the team grows. We've had student lunches over there. Shams run the training events, his CMF stuff. Ran Alpha just before Christmas. We did a marriage course just before Christmas. There is a book club that now meet there once a month. Um, John held his Kintsugi workshop there yesterday, I think. Go okay? Amazing. Um, we had our first wine, um, oh, wine exhibition. Mm. <laughs> a wine exhibit, there is an idea. So we held our first art exhibition, which John curated, and with your amazing um, creations, your paintings, your photos, all this stuff, with all the proceeds from any sales going towards Grow Baby, which was amazing. Um, it's so good. I don't know if we've got the video for that one. But um, we've been able to work in there most days of the week. You can see, did I, is it come up or is it going you can see the progression from where, it, that's not even as bad as it was because it was it was a state. So um, I remember my, my low light was taking the plug socket off the wall and just finding the back full of grease. <laughs> yep, it was a special. Um, anyway, so we've been able to work from there most days of the week now, even before we put the heater in, before Christmas it was a bit chilly. Um, We've even had Jamie's been able to work in there with his work using it as a flexible working space. And there is potential for more of that to happen. So if you're interested in using that as a flexible working space, come and see me, come and speak to me. In summary, it was a lot of work. It cost a lot of money, it, but it is the result is phenomenal and the potential is huge. That was the art exhibition. And this is the prayer room. So if you haven't seen this before and after, Remember um, Pete and uh, Steve taking that? There it is, taking a hammer and out. Me and Resi demolished the wall. That's what it was. That's what it is. So, the prayer room has been fantastic. You may remember last month we had our first 24-7 prayer event over that weekend. I know some of you had profound times of prayer in the room and over the weekend. Our heart as we spoke about this was to create a culture of prayer and a space from which to pray in. So a huge thank you to the prayer team that have got that space looking so incredible. All the different resources you can go in and use is just amazing. So it really is a phenomenal space to spend time with God in. And if you look at the church email this week, you'll find a link there and an email, prayer at falmouthvineyard.org. You can book slots in during the week to use that space in your own time. Um, and also you can use that email address to let us know how we can be praying for you as well. So, Katie, do you want to just come up? Would that be all right? I've got a few little stories just around the prayer weekend. Um, could you just let us, Just I'm just going to let you go. Tell us what happened. First of all, I feel really humble because I've surfed in on the back of a huge lot of work, haven't I? <laughs> to, enjoy, to enjoy the space. So thank you all for it. Well, when it was announced you're having a prayer week um and there was and you talked about prayer meetings and you know all that lot 
don't know if you were here then, but um, uh, and I, I know what Nathan was talking about. Oh, the boring prayer meetings. The boring meetings. prayer yes. meetings, and you know, and the opportunity to have a space to my own for an hour, and I would, you know, I was so excited. And when I left home driving down the road, I just felt, I'm, I booked this time to meet with the Lord on my own, no one else around. I can say and do and be who I like before God in that time. And I had a lovely time in there. The best part for me was that the speaker, that I could put some, um, mm. you know, my, and I played a lovely song called um, I Will Wait For You by Shane and Shane, which is Psalm 91. And... Well, that's it, really. I had my own time with the Lord, and he was there. And I was really touched by all the things that I think Naomi had put there. Um, jars of, you could have had communion there if you wanted to. You could, you know, commune with the Lord that way. But I, I danced, and I wouldn't dance here in front of you all. Um, <laughs> and I waved, you know, waved, and, and, and I knelt, and I cried, and I, 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 it was me and God. And I was, I shared my heart with him, and I believe he shared his heart with me. And so thank you for a wonderful space, and I can't wait to use it again. You can, anytime. Just book. Thank you so much, Katie. It's so incredible. I think when you have a dream about what a space could be, and you walk in and be like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Gabby? By the picture. Uh, um, I heard about this, and I was like, that's really cool. Would you like to share what happened? Not even in the prayer room, was it? Okay, so um, the reason you've got a picture is because I've done 20 years, 22 years as a frontline doctor, and physical healing is one of those things that doctors really struggle with. It's like, really, really, can it all happen anyway? So the reason you've got a picture is for a reason. So at the beginning of January, I started getting this problem with my hand. I've been through 111, excellent service, Linda. It was brilliant, thanks. Anyway, I'd got my antibiotics, wasn't getting better. I had a battery of bloods. I'd even been to my specialist for immunology over at Plymouth who wanted to admit me in a investigate me for an infection of the bone so what I'm saying is the hand was real for anyone that doubts like me anyway and uh, at Pilates I'd be going I can't do it uh, you know I can't even rest any weight on it and we're going what I'm going to do about the hand and then there was this prayer weekend so I arrived and I even kind of like in faith brought a block of clay with me because I thought maybe I can do maybe my hand will be better enough to do something with it so and I hadn't really thought what that meant anyway so I'm kind of like going up to go in uh, didn't really notice anything, went to the prayer session. At the end, they said, does anyone want prayer for anything? And I went, my hand. And clearly, I am sponsored by Puckamama and uh, Sea Salt, so I always wear, uh, what are they called? Yeah, leg warmers, leg warmers, hand warmers. So you can't see my hands, mostly, anyway. So I've been through this whole session. Um, could you pray for my hands? So I've kind of brought it back. And it, it looked normal, it looked like that. And it had looked like that. And someone who was actually praying said, you know, maybe it was kind of anxiety on my... And I know it was real, it was real. So that's why you've got the photo. So I'm pretty much sure I got healed as I walked up the stairs. Anyway, and then I did do my sculpture. And it's still sitting in the studio. And I'm, yeah, so maybe I should fire it. I've been like, yeah. But my idea was maybe I would fire it and it can go in the prayer room, you see, as a lampshade. Thank you so much, Gabby. God is so good, isn't he? Isn't God so good? Um, I love that story. Um, just the potential for the kingdom to break through is just so strong, isn't it? So the other thing, I think this is the oh no, one more after this. So Sela, 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 Sela. 
whatever you want us to call it, started in September. We talked about this at the last Vision Sunday, back in last March, and we said, we're hoping to do this. We're not really sure whether we're going to have enough people. Yes, we have. And it's been fantastic to watch the community grow in faith and come closer together and come close to God since you launched in September. Instead of me telling you what it's like, I'd love to welcome Stefan Tim up. Come on, Stefan Tim. And um, massive round of applause. Here we go. Oh, it's not much tomorrow after this. I'm just thinking time-wise. Do you want to... Tim, how has it been? How have you found it? Um, Yeah, I've loved it. I I think maybe first of all I should explain, even though we're like most of the way through Cedar, what Cedar is again, because every time it gets brought up, I think people think it's some sort of cult or... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So each session is on a Friday. It starts from half nine and it goes through till four. And... um, I think the broad sort of focus of each session is an upward look, an inward look, and an outward look. So um, we start off, um, the first half hour is normally really relaxed. Um, People drift in at different times. And um, it's just the time to sort of settle settle before God and, um, yeah, bring our focus back to him. Um, So you have time of worship. And that can take all sorts of different forms, creative forms. And um, and then we might have a bit of teaching. Um, so we've been looking recently at Vineyard Values. Um, and before then, we were looking a little bit at, um, I suppose, like how God affects us. Um, and um, yeah, I know. I don't really know. No, I was just running out of steam. And then... Um, <laughs> And then the um, the looking outreach style things. So there was a really helpful analogy I think Ruth said before, where worship is a bit like breathing in and breathing out. So the looking up and the looking in is a bit like breathing in, and you're taking God and um, welcome the Holy Spirit. And then the looking out is a bit like breathing out. So um, we've done quite a bit of work helping with um, sorting out stuff for Grow Baby. Um, we've I think we've helped students walk up. Um, yeah, yeah, help student move-ins. And, um, yeah, done a bit of sanding and all that sort of stuff. Dissembling, demolishing, <laughs> rebuilding, painting. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been really fun and an absolute blessing and privilege to be able to meet each week um, for basically a whole working day. Yeah, it's it's been amazing. I mean... I'd, I literally think I've been here like a year today, the day I joined. Um, you guys had talked about the Sealer course. And um, I didn't really know what, apart from I felt this real like urge, but I need to do that. So I was like, okay, God, if it's right, I'll apply. And it was it was great. And um, I think from a personal journey, it I, th- I kind of was, I was okay. In my faith, I was in a good place. Um, but God totally knew that I needed to be surrounded by a group of people that were going to have my back because it's been a pretty brutal kind of not no the course isn't brutal um, <laughs> no what God's taken me through has been painful um dealing with some past traumas and things which in my head they'd been dealt with so I was like whoa what's going on but I wouldn't have got through it and he knows I wouldn't have got through it unless I'd had like these guys and it was really hard showing up and like pieces but it felt safe. It was the safest space that 
I'd had in I think my whole life. So it it's not just it's not just about kind of the structure of it, but God totally uses it to do exactly what he needs to do in you, but make sure that you've got the support around you. So yeah, it's I can't explain apart from it's just been a complete blessing. And if you even have a nudge to think, oh, I might like to do it. There's no age kind of, it's like 21 up, isn't it? There's no no kind of age restriction. And it just, yeah, it's it encompasses every value of vineyard and some. And it's just been, it's just been amazing. So there's another one going to be running soon, isn't there? Yeah, and I'd just like to add as well, like a massive thank you to Andy yeah, and Lou. Totally. Um, Give their time up. Yeah, deserve a round of applause. Um, yeah, they've managed to, lead the session mm. but in a way not lead the session yeah. because they step back and they give God so much space to work and um mm. each of us a time to speak and mm. yeah it's it's just been a wonderful time yeah amazing on that note the sealer information evening for this year for this September is on Tuesday the 7th of March the next week 8 p.m. is on Zoom, so there's no need to travel anywhere. If you've heard about it and thinking, oh, I'd just like to find out more, there's no um, pressure, but we would love for you to come to the information evening. You can sign up through Church Suite. So go onto the calendar on our website and you can click sign up and you'll get the Zoom details. Um, just an, uh, It's an opportunity to hear from Andy and Louisa, but also ask questions about what the year is going to be like as well. But I'd also recommend grabbing these two, or Kim or Sophie um, or Pete, and just saying, okay, how have you found it? What have you got out of it as well? So... Thank you guys so much. Amazing. Getting near cake time. I can't recommend Celia and more. Just to go deeper with God, develop your faith, take some risks, prioritize your discipleship. Um, it is such a good... And part of me is like, why wouldn't you do it? It's incredible. So... Lastly, and I know I've not mentioned beer and carols, which is my favorite event of the year, um, or wreath making or carol service or Easter egg hunts and none of these things, not even the freezing cold carol service. Have anyone warmed up since the carol service? Feels like it's taken that time. Who would have thought we nearly got iced off in flushing? Anyway, um, I wanted to finish by highlighting to you something that we'd love for you to get involved in, which is the worship night. So we've been doing this for just over a year, second Sunday of the month, down at Emmanuel Baptist, where we just gather for a stripped-back, simple time of worship. And if you haven't been yet, you should. It's incredible. It has grown significantly. Um, we started this just to go deeper, to have extended times of worship, just adoring Jesus. Like, it was really nothing more complicated than that. We've also used the time to pray for situations in the world and pray for each other, modeling worship and modeling prayer ministry. But it's hugely exciting to see what is God is doing and who God is gathering. We regularly have people from Emmanuel Baptist, from New Street, from Harbour, as well as Grace Church Truro, from Truro Vineyard, from Budock, and from Key. And last month, people also traveled down from Polzeth. We have kept it super simple, as simple as we can. There's no flashy videos or lights. The band is different each time, and it's just raw, cut back worship. And God is doing something through it. So I just wanted to put it on your radar and celebrate with huge gratitude what God is doing. Um, and I think it's just it's just really exciting when you see the churches coming together with no one's like got a platform to preach it's just we just want to raise the name of Jesus and worship him so just an invitation if Baptist Church I just think God is doing something last last time 
I felt prompted to um, get the older generation, and I class myself in that, it's my grey beard, and to pray for the younger generation. And then we swapped it around so the youngies prayed for the oldies. And it was just profound. And this kind of like passing on a blessing, just investing in and hoping for this generation that they would be stirred. And it feels like that is what God is doing through the under 25s, just stirring hope. As I said at the beginning, this isn't a pat to, uh, time to pat ourselves on the back. This is a wonderful God moment. His kingdom is beautiful. It is advancing and it's worth everything. This is, uh, so next week, we will go through the priorities of the year, the pedals that we feel God is asking us to press on. And I'd love for you to come along and hear that little cheeky plug, this little video. Um, next week, there will be an invitation as well. And it kind of goes along the lines, because I've heard this language and I really like it, of are you all in? So how could you be all in within the life of the church? But that is next week. But, and I was joking earlier, not joking, I felt stirred to end on this. Part of being all in is baptism. So that step on your faith journey where you make a public demonstration of your faith. In the last three times we've done a baptism, who wants to be baptized? in faith that there would be movement towards Jesus within the community. I haven't put a date in yet, but I feel like we should do one on Easter Sunday or around that kind of time. And I feel like I need to lower the bar because some of you will not want to get baptized in the sea. And I don't understand you, but I honor you. And I want you to feel welcome as well, okay? So I think Emmanuel Baptist would let us use their baptistry if we wanted. So if you want a warm baptism... I don't want this to be a barrier. If you want to get baptized in the warm, we will reluctantly do it, okay? And then we'll go down to the beach and baptize everyone else. But I'd love... No, no, I'm joking. I just want to create some op options, okay? So we should have like a little drop-down list. Warm, cold, baptism. So if you've recently come to faith um, or have been trying to decide whether or not to be baptized, we would love to hear from you. Just drop us an email, hello at hamathvineyard.org. We will arrange it. We've done ours in the sea so far, but we do not want that to put you off going that next step in your journey of faith. So, we're over time. Um, how should we finish this? Have you got a word? Have you got Naomi's thing from last week? Got the text? No? We'll do that next week. Then. Should we stand? I've realized it's cake time. The kids have been told there's cake, so they're going to run back very quickly. Um, it would be just to pray, I think. I think there's um, there's an expectation building. I don't know if you've watched any of the stuff from Asbury, just around this kind of, that God would meet people where they're at and where their needs are at, um, specifically around anxiety and hopelessness, around fear, around depression, around just that kind of sense of lostness and loneliness. And I feel that God is, that, that Speak the Name of Jesus song is just resonating so deeply with our community at the moment that we would be able to speak Jesus and his hope over families and over lives. So, um, I thought you had a word. Do you want to share it? Um, I just had a, um, a picture just because as you look out of this window, I don't know if you can see, someone's put their sail out to dry or something. I don't know what. Um, 
<laughs> and I just, I was just looking at it in worship and I just sensed the Lord saying like, let your sails out, let your sails out. And there was this sense that actually, um, uh, you know, you can keep the sail kind of like furled up um, uh, or you can let it all out and just let God fill it and let him be the wind that takes you to where he wants to take you. And I was just really reminded of, um, they spoke um, quite early on in the life of the church from um, Exodus 33. And it says, um, yeah, the Lord, uh, Moses is talking to God and he says, Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And I just felt like it was an opportunity to say, like, will you let your sail be filled with the presence of God? And um, just that we would ask the Lord's presence to just come and to fill us again. So why don't why don't we do that? Why don't we just finish? Um maybe put your hands out in front of you just or um whatever position just feels like it's a place where you're saying lord i'm here and i'm available and i trust in your goodness lord god we thank you for the journey of this community we thank you for your faithfulness we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your provision. Lord God, we choose not to settle here. And maybe just in this moment, you just have, sometimes it's like your heart's beating quicker or you just have a sense that um, something's going on. And for anyone here who isn't familiar with kind of the fact that we believe God meets us here and now, that he isn't just an idea or a concept, but the Holy Spirit is a person who wants to meet with you, wants to meet with you where you are, with all your stuff, not all made pretty or nice but just completely where you're at. So if that's you, we would love to um, just create a space where a community that stands with one another. So um, someone might come and just pray for you. So if you feel stirred this morning, yeah, I just encourage you just to, to come forward. Yeah. Yeah. amazing <clears throat> i always think it's a privilege to be able to stand up the front and just see god just resting and see who he's just almost like you can just tell by the peace on people's faces and more lord god i feel like we've had a drip of god's presence and there's so much more Come, Holy Spirit. We, 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 as that verse says, we don't want to move on. 
And we know you love to pour yourself on your people. If you've come this morning and you need healing for something, I don't know, we don't normally do a raise the hand thing because it's a bit weird, but you might want to turn to someone you've come with and ask them to pray for you. But I think there's a real grace for healing this morning. Just on the back of Gabby's story, that stirs faith in the room that God could do this and he can do this and he loves to do this. So let's do front, if you want, just so it's easy to know what to pray for. Come to the front for healing. Anything else, just turn to the person next to you and say, would you pray for me? Is that okay? If you are like God is just, or this is maybe, um, if you would like to pray for someone, then turn and see who is just looking ridiculously peaceful. And uh, God seems to be all over. And just use really simple, just pray more, Lord. Just we just we You just bless what God's already doing. You don't have to launch into your best prayer. It can be really super duper simple. So we're going to have chaos for five minutes. Okay, so if you want healing, come down to the front and we're going to have a prayer team up here to pray. If you want healing, if you want just a God, more of God, just turn to the person next to you and say, would you pray for me? Would that be okay? If you would like to pray for someone and haven't done before, grab one of us. And come with us. Go on a prayer journey. There's Linda and Pete there. We'll take you around. Or Stephen Trish or Carla and Sue. Like just if you've never prayed for someone, then let's get good at this. Let's train up in this as well. Um, music's going to come on. Holy chaos will ensue. We're going to do five minutes of chaos. And then more chaos when the kids come back with cake. Cake and Holy Spirit chaos. We may have to clear some of the chairs to make some space to sit down. But let's just run with it and see what is it. So if you've got kids and are not engaged, may be the time to go and pick them up. Would that be all right? Is that clear? Probably not, but that's okay.